So, welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm Jacob Belleville. Um, my host, Luke Probasco, is gone this week. He is taking the week off. Um, you just need to get a little R&D. But I am joined by Nate McCullough and Dennis Grimm. How's it going, guys? Good. I think Luke's still hungover. He partied too hard from Pete. <laughs> He thought it was just Super Bowl, I guess. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, he finally got that win. Yeah. So that was that was a big deal. Yeah. So, quick hitter to kind of kick off the show. Obviously, everybody, remember to rate, review, and download the podcast. Don't really care if you listen to it. Just do it. <laughs> we, we need to go to the Senior Bowl. We need press passes. Apparently, we can get them with just very few downloads so like get us there we're trying to make a vacation out of this thing all right so quick hitter question from luke which football player do you love forever due to their play for your fantasy team does it have to be in this specific league no So I'll go first since you guys are thinking. Initially, I thought Adrian Peterson because I believe that he is a top three back all time, personally. Then I, had to, then I had to really like dial it in and think about who do I love more than anything because of what he did for my fantasy team. Christian McCaffrey. No. Oh. No, no, no. It is our guy that we mentioned on the podcast last week, Antonio Brown. <laughs> and that you're laughing that's not a joke no I believe it money for fantasy football of course he was he was arguably the best wide receiver in the game not arguably I think he was my recency bias says Justin Herbert he won me a title last year not in this league. No, I have an old uh, school no, one not. for you guys. Sean Alexander. You were playing fantasy football in 2003? Yeah. The, so not in this league. I, Jake and I are in a couple leagues together. The OG league is what Chad Ellis and I call it because we started this when we were sophomores or freshmen in high school. And that was the league. I had Sean Alexander and Ladanian Tomlinson on the same team in the year that they rushed for, what, 28 and 26 touchdowns, I think it was? Yeah, touchdown monsters. Yeah. Needless to say, I won that that league. And Alexander's has been a favorite of mine ever since. You haven't won a league since. Uh, That's not true. (laughs) I won three in a row five, six, seven years ago now. I'm struggling with that keeper league. I mean, two years in a row where I'm not looking very very hot. <clears throat> yeah, I get it. I had such a disappointment last year. Frickin' best team outscore everybody by 300 points, and I choke in the frickin' championship game. I just sold my soul for like four years straight, and then... <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm where I'm at. I'm building it back up. All yep. right. So then, NCAA news, um, 
Nate, do you want to take the NCAA news, or I can go through it? Yeah, I can take it. Uh, so, some injuries. LaDamian Webb, for my team, had one carry and then decided to get hurt, so that, that hurt a lot. Richard Reese, from court team, had one snap in the last five drives. Check his status, see if he's able to go next this weekend or not. Jacob, your guy... Tua's, Tua's little brother went down. Just in time for bye weeks. Right. I'm like, it's tough for me right now. Lou Nichols for Ian went down. I had a few more. Henry Parrish, again, decided not to play. Had him in the lineup. Thanks a lot for that late scratch. Uh, my tight end, Musgrave. He's been out for a while, and he's going to miss another week. Then Patrick's biggest biggest threat from a position player standpoint, Jordan Addison, he's on crutches, so he's probably done for a while. And Tweet had Robbins go down with a knee injury early on as well. Uh, one thing for, for Ian to monitor, too, after the Alabama-Tennessee game, Jermaine Burton was booked in county jail for throwing a throwing a haymaker at a Tennessee fan who happened to be a female. So that's not good for him. No, like has Jermaine Burton really done anything? I think Luke probably very glad made that trade. I don't I even think, know. I think Luke dodged a bullet there. I mean, he has looked like Alabama wide receivers in general have not looked like they have for the last half decade, right? Maybe get Bryce Young. Maybe he's not as good as people think. Like, I think he's good. I don't know about, like, NFL, but we'll see. That was all the AA news I had. So, NFL news. Got some injuries. Hollywood, Graham, your guy. He's out with a foot injury. Looks like it could be the year. They just signed Robbie Anderson. Uh, reports said four months. Or four months, Jesus, four weeks. Yeah, it might be four months. Um, yeah, I think these foot injuries for wide receivers, just they just linger. Like four weeks is probably not, not the case if they're going out and getting Robbie Anderson, who's you know, honestly, pretty productive, you know, for the teams that he's played on. But at the same time, he's, you know, disgruntled with Carolina. And then Arizona goes and grabs him right when D-Hop is getting off the, getting off his suspension too. So I think they're, I think they're thinking four to eight probably. Yeah, the signs, the signs point is them, they think he's going to be out for a while. Yep. So then the next one, Robbie Anderson issues in Carolina. So Robbie Anderson is the only guy in Carolina who got traded. I think all of them want to be traded. <laughs> like that is that organization that has some issues right now. So I really want DJ Moore to go somewhere good because I love that player. But at the same time, I don't know if they actually move him in the – they're wanting multiple firsts for McCaffrey. Doesn't make sense. No. Nope. 
you're, <laughs> you're not getting multiple firsts for a running. I don't care who you are. If you're running, do you think back, he's even getting... worth one first? What's that? Do you think he's worth one first? No. Depends who it's going to. Like if I think the the one I saw and I kind of thought about it before I saw it, but the Rams make some sense because Acres wants out. Do a little flip and maybe throw a fourth rounder on top. I don't know if the Rams even have any picks left, but yeah, I mean, I just see what the Eagles are doing this year because I'm an Eagles fan. But it's like the offensive line is so good; it doesn't matter who's back there. Right? They're getting five yards carry. They're you know they're involved in the passing game, so I don't. I just don't see that happening. You're not going to move his contract, even though it's actually probably pretty team friendly in terms of cap hit. But at the same time, you're not going to move him for multiple firsts, especially with the running backs that are coming out this year. Yeah. And Rams do not have a first. That was this year's first was included in the Matthew Stafford trade. They never have a first because they don't value draft picks. Nope. It's catching up to them now, but. So then, Cam Akers, he is not active. He wants out of, you know, L.A., most likely. They're looking to trade him. Do you guys see a team that wants him? Coming off off an Achilles hasn't done anything since then. Yeah. I don't think they've done – if they really wanted to trade him, they haven't done themselves – very much good by not playing him, so he can't really showcase if he's healthy or not. But I think there's. I, I don't think. I never thought he was as good as what he was that people made him coming out. And then last year when he came back, which incredible feat, coming off an Achilles injury, same off season, coming back and playing, incredible feat. Nothing against that, but he just he never looked like that dude. And I think he could. I don't even know what team would make a trade for, and if you do, what are you giving up? A middle round draft pick? I think that's too much. Yep. I mean, it'd have to be. I even think a fifth is too much, but well, if we use a fifth, Chiefs. So. I mean, I mean if Chiefs want to go out and get a get a running back why not go get Christian McCaffrey I wouldn't go after Cam Akers no Akers I think Akers if anybody goes and gets him it's going to be a team that's probably not competing this year could be I I just don't see any teams like really ponying up to go get him no I think he gets cut I think he gets cut and then waived yeah and a completely new contract or deal when he gets with a new team and Yep. I can see teams being interested if, like, they can get him on the cheap, but if he's not cheap, then they're not going to do it. Agreed. So Luke says Miami and Baltimore for Cam Akers. He just put that on the show sheet out of nowhere. What do you think about that? Baltimore is a very popular place because every running back that is old, injured, coming off anything, 
They're like, oh, hey, Baltimore needs help. I, I'm i kind of with you on the Eagles. You know, like how Eagles running backs, they're just getting five yards a carry. I don't know if Akers is going to do that for Baltimore. Like, I don't think he elevates that game. Um, and is he really better than Raheem must start in Miami? Well, it's isn't it Chase Edmonds right now? He's getting the majority of the carries. Yeah. I think that's like every other week. They're starting to be like the Patriots, so you don't know who to play. Yuck. Glad I traded away Chase Edmonds. But, um, yeah, I, Baltimore is weird because I actually think Gus Edwards is a really good running back. Like, between the tackles runner, <laughs> he's not going away. Like, so once yeah. he comes back from his injury, whoever they bring in there, they're going to have to split time with Gus. Did J.K. Dobbins got hurt, didn't he? Didn't he get hurt? He got hurt last year, and then it just kind of hasn't been the same. I don't know. Well, I mean, didn't he leave? Didn't he leave the game early this week? Didn't he? Yeah, he left early with re-aggravated. As they said, I think knee tightness. But you know, his Twitter says he's perfectly fine months ago. So who knows? All right. So then Pickett has a concussion. That's on Chad's team. I guess we get more Trubisky. That's always fun. Brait also has a concussion. He's on Chad's team. That's multiple concussions for Brait. So now you're kind of wondering, okay, this guy who has a modicum of success in the NFL, you know, he's got a string of concussions. Does he kind of start calling it quits? Which was this one a concussion? I thought I saw that it was a sprained neck. Was there a concussion on top of it? Yep. There was. Well, that just clears the way for, for Kate Otten for me. There you go. These rookies coming into play now. Yep. Then Russell Wilson has a ladder, I don't know, a lat and a hammy issue. His issue is that he's been bad. Russell Wilson's issue is that his own teammates have to reach out to his agent if they want to, like, converse with him about football. Is Russell Wilson the most dislikable player in the NFL? I think so. No, I still still think it's easier to hate on guys like Aaron Rodgers – yeah, he makes. But Aaron Rodgers is good, so now Russell Wilson's just this weirdo that, like, something about his personality has always bothered me. And then you hear Marshawn Lynch come out, and he's like, "Yeah, if I need to talk to Russell Wilson about something going on in Seattle, I have to go to his agent." He's not, insane. Not a good look. <laughs> no. So I'm just shocked at how his how this season's gone for him. Yeah, and I kind of hit on it like in our in the NFL recap for Chad, but that's a guy that he's probably counting on for years, right? Yeah, and he just got paid, but at the same time, he's not performing. 
They're not winning football games. So then uh, the next one is quarterback great Carson Wentz to have finger surgery. He's on Luke's team. I've been through this roller coaster. <laughs> it's always something. Either the locker room hates him. He's going to come out and play pretty good. His, I'll say it again. His highlights are only matched by his lowlights on the field. It is incredible. He is the Brock Purdy of the NFL. <laughs> I don't know. Brock never got hurt. Well, yeah, the injuries, sure. But... Brock might So then the last one, CMC trade rumors. We kind of already touched on it. Um, Luke would like him to go to Buffalo. I do not. I like him being the absolute funnel for the offense. So I would like him to go to the Jets. No. No. <laughs> what? Would, I that, would, would, that, would that mess up Brees Hall's cantonization? Yeah. <laughs> it would mess up. It would mess up every single league I'm in except for one I think it sounds great <laughs> I'm just the Jets but I also I don't like Buffalo either because I think if he goes to Buffalo I don't think they really him fully Josh Allen does not want to check down no like it, it, it he'd be run he'd be a running back at that point rather than what he is which is like this threat. I think Kansas City would probably use him the best. I don't know. I think what makes you what what makes you say that? Just because I, they're an explosive offense? I I, I just I don't see that. I think they would use him. They'd probably be able to get more routes for him and use him out of the backfield, but. I don't know where else. I don't want my team to do this, but I actually think Philadelphia would be almost sexual. <laughs> yeah, him and him, Hurts, Brown, and Smith would be would be tough to stop. Well, we're already tough to stop. We're undefeated. Have you heard? It's a true story. I don't pay attention to anything Philadelphia because the Phillies pissed me off. I don't pay attention to baseball. So once, once the Phillies beat the Braves, I have no, I hate all things Philadelphia. You can't hate the Eagles. I can. Do you hate me? You're not, Actually, you're not I don't, I don't like the city. I've been there. It's, it's pretty junk city. I'm not, it's just my team. <laughs> So then league news, um, basically Malik Willis, week five, he led the Tennessee Titans to another win, 21 to 17. He's, he's just really good in that locker room. He, he gets the guys riled up. He gets them ready to play. Ryan yep. Tannehill takes some notes. What's that? Ryan Tannehill needs to take notes. He does. He also needs to get hurt. That'd be nice, too. <laughs> yeah. 
not that I root for injuries, but I kind of do when they're not on my team. So then we had... Let him sit for a year. God, I'm sorry. I'm so over the you draft a rookie quarterback. If he doesn't start this year, he's not going anywhere. I hate that. Let him sit for a year. I think you have the luxury of sitting a guy if you draft him in the first round. I don't think you do if you draft him in two, three, four, five, six, seven. Because they're like their contract is four years at that point. You don't get the fifth year option. You got you got to see what you got. Yep. You can't do that in practice. No, but you can also sit him for a year. He's got three other years to prove it. I mean, like I I would do the exact same thing. Tannehill is not a Titan next year. His contract is just too insane. They're not going to keep him if, unless unless they can restructure it to a team friendly contract. Tannehill is not on the team next year. Where's he gonna go? Tannehill? Yeah. No idea. Chicago. But look at all the other quarterbacks around the league that how is Carson Wentz still getting jobs? Mitch Trubisky was a starter going into going going into this year for Pitt. Like Smith. Geno Smith, there you go. Like who happens to be hey, one second on Geno Smith. <laughs> He happens to be the number 13 overall player in points per game. He is. I think I've offered him to a few people in the league, and it gets rejected really quickly. We're just waiting for that other shoe to drop. You don't, you're not a garbage quarterback for 10 years and then all of a sudden figure it out. I don't think he was garbage. I think he was just average. He's not eye-popping. He is now, is what I'm saying. So, how pissed off do you think Russ is over all that? He don't care. He, he got, got paid. He got paid. He don't care. What the the minute he leaves, now they're throwing the ball thirty times a game. Yeah. Probably because you think they have that's a, just a slap you to Pete Carroll. No, I think they finally have a quarterback. So. <laughs> So, you know, Chad, who I believe has Russell Wilson, yeah. I believe I sent you an offer that included Geno Smith. You might want to rethink it. I'm still willing to do it. If you ever want to get out of the cellar, just let me know. Yep, and I had Geno, and I just cut him. And I picked him up for nothing. <laughs> Fun fact... He's actually producing better than any quarterback on your roster, Grim. <laughs> not, not true. It is true. You can it's go. It's not. It is. Herbert's Herbert's still top ten. Herbert's eight. Geno Smith is seven. Oh no! <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> the shock. Love I thought you said, oh, 14th overall. Gotcha. 13th overall, yes. Yep. So you got some other guys that are producing outside of the quarterback position. But, so some trades that happened. We had three. Tweet sent a 7th and a 10th to Grimm. Or no, Tweet no. received a 7th and a 10th yep. from Grimm. 
Grim sent a ninth, a fourteenth, and got Philip Lindsay. Thoughts? Did Luke? Did you see my starting? Well, Luke's not here, but did you see my starting roster going into the game with Luke? No. <laughs> yeah, I let me tell you who my starter was. I had Avery Williams as my running back. And I was like, fuck it, gotta make at least some move to try to win this game. Because Luke and I have two of the highest scoring teams, Jake, you're being you being the other one. So this was a big game for both of us to get to three and three, be in that basically in the clear for playoff contention as long as you don't fuck up. So and I got a tough game against you this week. So tried making a move, tried making it happen. I think Lindsey got me, what, like seven points? Better than Avery would have got me, so. The problem with Lindsey is, like, it's a full, we're a full point PPR league. Dude has never caught passes. It's just, like, not in his repertoire. I don't know. So, I feel like you probably could have gotten somebody who would catch a ball, but. Well, I also also knew Lindsey was going to be getting at least a decent run this year, this week. True. Yep. So, and I just needed him as a spot start because Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines both expected to be back. I believe they both actually practiced today. Yep. So. Then the reality of our league is like the waiver wire is absolute. It's barren. Dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> it just is. Luke actually benefited the first time off the waiver wire I've seen from any team with Deion Jackson. I mean, the last time the waiver wire was actually, like, helpful to a team was when I got Geno. That was in the offseason. Yeah. So, like, week to week, you can't count on there just being a guy out there that you can plug and play. So, yeah. I grabbed Marcus Johnson, hoping to get seven points out of him for the Giants. But, again, he's he's a nobody. I mean... I don't want to say he's a nobody, but it's not like he's a star player. Right. Yep. So then the second trade was Luke received Daniel Jones, a 10th and a 12th from, and then Chad received a third, a sixth and an eighth on the NCAA side. That one reeks of desperation. It does. I mean, how are you not trading me that NCAA third for Geno? Yeah. Like, Daniel Jones and Geno have the same career path, and it's to retirement. <laughs> I would have given you a better deal. I would have given him a better deal. I don't know. Doesn't want doesn't to make a trade with his competition. That might be it. But, like, Danny Dimes hasn't dropped a dime and. A long time. <laughs> he's basically, he's basically like his fantasy points are coming from like him using his legs. And swing. Why not, why not go get Geno Smith, who's a better runner? Does that he? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Geno is actually a better runner. He might be more athletic. I think Daniel Jones might be a better actual runner. 
I need to figure out how to mute people on this podcast. <laughs> there is no way that you think Daniel Jones is a better runner than Geno Smith. Didn't he fumble it wide open running all by himself last year? No, he tripped. He's been tackled by himself. That's right. <laughs> so then the last trade that we had was Nate. You traded for Alec Pierce. Um, you sent Ronnie Bell, my guy that I traded you, I believe, last week or two weeks ago, Xavier Valaday, and a NCAA 12th to Chad. Yeah, I was just looking for another young NFL guy. So, And I've been trying to get Pierce from him for a little bit. And so he wanted a college receiver that had some NFL potential. So Ronnie Bell's got, I think he's got some of that. I don't know if he's a late day two or early day three, but I think he gets drafted. And then Valaday to get him some some college points. I actually like the trade. I mean, I do too. I think it benefits both teams. Yeah, and Valaday's kind of like weirdly sneaky just because of his receiving upside. So it's like, does he get drafted or does he end up as an undrafted free agent on a team? But then they're like, wow, this guy can really catch the ball for us. And he becomes a third down back. So I actually think that trade was, I I liked it a lot for both sides. So then we have week seven recaps that Nate's going to do for the NCAA side. So, get, and these are from the bear. I get the right one pulled up. <laughs> All right, so this week, the bear hit the sauce pretty hard last week, which resulted in a three and two week. 22 and 13 lifetime record means you should probably take a bit of his advice. First matchup was Tweet versus Corey. Big win for Tweet last week, even when he didn't start one of his studs. Corey's squad went back to being in the predictable and got smoked by one of the worst teams in the league. Who shows us this week? Tweet will start his studs and get another W this week. Well, this is this is this week's. I messed that up. <laughs> I was going to say, he played me in a freaking high-scoring matchup. I messed that all up. I thought Luke sent me that. You had one job, Nate. I had one job. And I told him I messed it up. All right, let me pull up fan tracks real quick. Here's the reality, okay? Two teams went over the 300-point mark. And... <laughs> Luke gets on here and he harps all the time about, oh, it's the 300 club and blah, 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 blah. I had 12 guys on by and I got to 300 points. I'm just telling you guys, you guys are in, Dennis, you are in trouble next year. Why is that? Why next year? Why not this year? Because half my roster is freshmen and they're playing. Dude, I had 27 draft picks this year. In our college draft. Yeah, and how many of them are playing? <laughs> how many are playing? Yeah. Good question. Let me, let me find out for you. Two, maybe? Maybe three? So, in, in Jacob's matchup with Patrick, Jacob gets a huge win. 310 
point four to one hundred seventy four point two six, led by Jaden Daniels with fifty four. Judkins got thirty three, and Gibbs got you twenty or thirty eight. Then your new your new toy Johnston got you thirty two. So you were that's even getting zero points from from Mingo and one from McGowan. So don't need them. Yeah, two from Jarrett. The rest of your lineup really stepped up big. Patrick was led by May and DJU, both over 30. Addison with 26, but nobody else got over 15. So, tough tough lineup for Patrick. Jacob comes up with the big, monstrous win. The one player on my roster I am worried about, Rakim Jarrett. Yeah, he's kind of... It's like, I'm, I'm kind of... I would say, like, after our initial, like, draft for the NCAA side, I was counting on him to get drafted and get, like, day one or day two draft capital. Yeah. It's it's a little hairy right now. He's he's falling down on that draft chart. Yep. So then we got Tweet versus Grimm in a high-scoring matchup. Tweet takes it 296.36 to 289.56. Tweet got 51 from Penix, 28 from his new toy, Allen, 33 from his other new toy, Corum. So Corum's really stepping up for him after that trade. The thing that I think got the biggest bump for him, he got 42 from his tight end spot. So anytime you get 42 from a tight end, you're doing good things. Grim got 30 from McCall, 25 from McBride, and 27 from Spears. So I think we're starting to figure out who this Spears guy is. He keeps putting up some good numbers for him. But in the end, Tweet takes it, 296 to 289. In the highest score of the week, Hot Dog Water takes down Corey. 362 to 196. Hot Dog Water from the jump had it. All three quarterbacks over 30. Mordecai over 40. His his lineup was kind of like yours, Jacob. Just up and down. High scoring. And then Corey. Poor guy couldn't get much going. 32 from McMillan. 22 from Shipley couple quarterbacks over 25 but that's about it hot dog water starting to starting to look look the part putting up 360 points starting to look like hot dog water right look like the team he should have been from the start (laughs) he must have had somebody come in and give a good pep talk in the locker room last week for sure then brett First team Golden Domers. Brett led by Cam Rising at 56 points. Spencer Sanders at 32. And Xavier Hutchinson, even though he can't drop it or he can't catch it when it's important, still got him 25 points. Chat led by. Why you got to bring that up? Just got to keep turning that knife. I feel it in my back, too. I don't know. Bad. You guys don't have Ohio State this week. 
<laughs> In the end, Team Hafner takes it 301 to 230. And then the reason why our host can't be here tonight, he's still hungover. Luke versus me, Nate. Luke takes it 284 to 236. Caleb Williams puts up 50. Bryce Young with 31. Standers with 28. The thing that really got me, my quarterback, Aiden O'Donnell, O'Connell got me 37. But all of that was to Luke's receiver, so he got him 37. In the end, Luke took me down 284 to 236. Very disappointing. It is. No one likes to lose to Luke. No. He just talks so much crap. Yeah. I mean, he just, he comes up with these narratives. Yeah. Like, to like fit his agenda. He'd be a good politician. Yeah. (laughs) He's like Ted Cruz. (laughs) <laughs> alright so we have some power rankings Grim do you want to do those you're a power ranker right I am a power ranker how so many, how many spots did I move up because I got into 300 club let's see here all of them <laughs> no so bear with me here cause I did not have the power rankings in front of me. So the college side, nothing changed. Not a single thing changed. We kept everything the same. I scored 300 points. So did Ian. Yeah. So why aren't we moving up? It's a good question. Thank you. All right, we're going to skip that segment for college side. <laughs> we're going to address it next week, and I hope to get double counted. Okay? Well. So if you were going to move me up one spot, make it two next week, and then we'll be fine. So did you think you deserved to go over Ian Hot Dog Water? 100%. Even though he put up more points, right? Yeah, but he, like, he kind of cheated. now I've been a proponent I think points matter record matters more but I think points matter I do think Ian's I think Ian's team still makes the playoffs why not mine because he consistently puts up big numbers but loses so do I what are you in points wise you tell me, Power Ranker. You have like 1,600 points. Yeah, huge numbers. Dude, we're bottom five, bud. <laughs> bottom five? That puts me in the middle. Yeah, it does. We got, see here. So, we got, we got 10 people. <laughs> that's true. So Patrick is low score at 1,358. That's pretty bad. And then it's Corey at just 1559. Chad at 1588. And then you and I are separated just by about 20 points. You're at 1665. I'm at 1682. Where are you ranked? 
sixth because of my record. And where am I ranked? Ninth because of your record. Wow. Hey, I yeah. moved down. I moved down in the NFL standings, even though I have shit ton more points than everybody else. No, you don't. <laughs> not not out of you and Luke, but everybody go. else on the thing sure do. I'm third in scoring, and I think I have more than 200 points than everybody who's has a three and three record or pretty close to 200 points. Yeah, but with the exception of Luke. Yeah, but we value wins and losses more, as you stated. So that's why you know. So okay, so we value win and losses more. So again, you're two and five, and the college side. So that's why you're ninth. I'm I'm almost three and four. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. So on the NFL side, we have Jake, no change, still the top dog. Corey, no change. Luke, no change. Brett, no change. Nate, team bye week has moved up to number five. So that was an improvement of two spots. That's right. Chad moved up two spots with a loss. Again, not all my decision. It is a dual thing between Ian and I. So Chad is at number six. Patrick, who is three and three, is at number seven. Both of them moved up two spots. Ian and myself moved down three spots apiece. And then Tweet brings up the true seller. Yeah, that Tweet team on the NFL side. That is something to behold. All right, so NFL Week 6 recaps. Um, first, we have me versus Ian. I just mopped the floor with Ian. If you're starting Joshua Kelly, you're probably not going to beat me. Um, I've got Grimm next week, so that's an easy win. Um, so, yeah, I might be, I might be, you know, partying all week. So then the next matchup we had was Luke versus Grimm. Luke gets the win over the over over Grimm this week because Herbert's cracked ribs and Deion Jackson doing what Jonathan Taylor is incapable of. He's catching passes. Deion Jackson becomes the first noteworthy waiver pickup since the offseason when I picked up Geno Smith. I thought it was worth, you know, calling out just because our waivers, there ain't nothing out there. There's it's basically guys who are getting 15 snaps a game. And so to get Deion Jackson off waivers and then start him and he puts up, I think, 28 points, pretty impressive. Next matchup was uh, Patrick versus Brett. Patrick gets back to 500 with a win this week. Patrick really needs some of his young guys to step up and find consistency. Sky Moore, Pickens, and A.J. Dillon are all guys that I believe he traded for and he invested a good amount of resources in. Will they flo- will they flourish or will they wilt? Um, Brett, this is your third straight loss. Get in the locker room and put the fear of God into your players. You got to do something, man. The team's leaving you. They're going to Bali. Next matchup was Nate versus Chad. Nate took on the feral, stinky animal, 
risen from the darkness that is Chad's team. He drop-kicked Chad back into the hole he crawled out of this week. Chad finds, finds himself in a very scary situation as Russell Wilson looks to be burnt toast. We may be looking at a team without a single meaningful fantasy quarterback in the near future. Both teams move back to 500. One is certainly feeling better about the future than the other. Nate, anything to say? Oh, yeah. I'm loving all these rookies being able to step up now. Rashad Penny getting hurt. Kenneth Walker finally gets the shot. Starting to come together the way I envisioned. Now I just need Zach Wilson to get more than four points a week. That'd be nice. But heading in the right direction. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there. We have video going on, like, during this podcast. And, yeah, someone was trying to tell me something, but I don't understand it. (laughs) So then the last matchup we had was Corey, and he played Air. Corey's team participated in some walkthroughs this week in a local gymnasium. I have a redraft team, um, and we had a bad week. This league that I'm in is standard scoring, no PPR. We start one quarterback, two running backs, one wide receiver, one tight end, one flex, one kicker, and a defense. That team that didn't score well this last week for me in my redraft, redraft league would have beaten Tweet by 24 points. Josh Allen is averaging 34.5 points a week. Tweet needs three Josh Allens just to be competitive in our league. Not to be good, just to be competitive. Five Josh Allens would make Tweet would make Tweet's team the highest scoring team this week. Tweet doesn't have five Josh Allens. This might be the worst team I have ever seen. I'd rather have Tweet's NFL team than Patrick's college team. Oh, I completely disagree. Yeah, Patrick got some some quarterback performers there. I'll, I'll take those. Tweet's got one guy. Tweet has 54 points. <laughs> that, like, that is... <laughs> I, don't, I don't... How do you... Like, how do you fix that? He's going to be trading Sean Tucker to me. <laughs> you know how you fix it. You don't trade Devontae Adams for Jerry Judy. That's a good start. You don't trade Cooper Cup to Luke for whatever he got in return. I don't know. I mean, half of Luke's points are tweets. He's coming up here and he's talking about how, you know, hey, I scored really good again this week. Hey, yeah, I put up 200 plus points. Yeah, because you got tweets team. Fastest turnaround for a team ever. I mean, Tweet just has. That's a make a wish team. <laughs> like, <laughs> Najee Harris. I mean, we know how he much he loves Najee, but. Does he now, though? Probably. I mean, we're, we're six weeks in, and he's still averaging three yards a carry. 
He's got his boy Jerry Judy. Bateman, who could turn out to be something. Olave, Tua. Those are probably his top five players on his team. How sad is that? Pretty sad. I mean, you got to hope that Jamison Williams hits, and then all of his guys coming from college onto his NFL team are going to hit. See, that's one of the reasons why I like Sean Tucker. I like I like that player a lot. I think he will hit, but like, is it going to be enough to actually make you competitive? Like right now, you're scoring between 100 and 50 points. Like you have so much ground to make up. Like I don't, I don't know how you do it. It might be a couple years before we need. I mean, we need to even mention tweets NFL team. That's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens. That'll be something to keep an eye on is Tweet's team and Patrick's team. How many good players from Patrick's side and how many good players from Tweet's side? Because Tweet definitely has the better college team, right? Without a doubt. Not even close. Patrick has, last time I looked, what, maybe six really good players and five of them are quarterbacks. Seems that way. Right? Jordan Addison, who else is on his team? Well, he could have had Quentin Johnston and Keishon Boutte. Yeah. Oh, hey, didn't he trade those guys to Luke? Luke, benef- Luke getting more players? And Marvin Mims. I Marvin think I Mims? Tra- traded for yeah. Marvin Mims. I mean... It I'll say his- add- it starts to add up. This it is all does. I'm saying. It like... Getting one or two to your roster each year, it matters. Yep. All right. Well, that's all we got. Oh, so I came on because Ian said I made a comment to Ian in our rankings. I made a bold statement. And because I disagreed with him on the rankings a little bit. Which is fine. I understand where he's going from. You know, we don't have better records. Kind of like in the same predicament in the college side with the, with his team as well. So, my bold statement, neither Brett or Seller Dweller, who are both in the top position in the loaded AFC, neither one of them make the playoffs. That's my bold prediction. For NFL? Yep. Right now, Hafe's got a 60-point lead on... Honestly, hey, why don't you get real bold right now and tell us who's going to win it all on the NFL side and the college side? Get bold. I got. I don't, wa- I don't want to say these words, though, because they're on a podcast. And I don't, want, I don't want some certain person who may or may not be here getting a bigger head than he already has. Say it. I think Luke wins both this year. Wow. Now now he's going to be unbearable. Mm -hmm. He told me to say it. I told him I didn't want to say it. The college college side, I think, is pretty, pretty wrapped up. He's got way too many five star guys there. 
He's got way too many like G five producers. There is more the issue. Yeah, he has he has really good like Devi guys as well. But at the same time, he's got these guys. I don't know who was it last year. Zappy, Zappy, Zappy. Yeah. Well, now that yeah, he's not even trusted on the NFL side. If he if he throw Bailey in his starting lineup, he'd be cooking. He's scared. He's too scared too. Yep. He's got. I'm curious to see what happens when his team's got Dak back now. Dak and Patrick Mahomes. He's got four starting running backs. He's got probably the bet best wide receiving core. <sighs> yeah, I don't like just, it. I, the problem- it's just crazy that you know he he basically talks about how the league is changing and how we need to go after these wide receivers, and then he starts four or five running backs every week. Right. He's well, like, he's he's just yeah. making you bob. He weaves when we bob. Exactly. He's trying to basically give us disinformation. <laughs> he's the Alex Jones of this podcast. Alex Jones of this podcast. <laughs> his, his problem is though, when it comes to playoff time, he always makes the wrong decision, starts the wrong guy. So that's going to be his downfall in the NFL side. He's going to start Dak when he should start Bailey. Got to trust your guys. Yeah, I'll just never. I mean, I I hate the Cowboys. So if one of my guys goes to the Cowboys, trading him. You what's that? He's on trade. He's on the trade block immediately. I think he has to be. Yeah, and probably at a slight discount. <laughs> to be like, if, like if Quentin Johnston goes to the Cowboys, he's not going to be on my team. I'm, I'm too emotional about it. I really hope Bijan goes to the Cowboys. He's not going to be on my team if he is. I mean, you're still going to have to pay for him, but he's gone. He's dead. Dude, I, I get it. I'm the same way with the Packers. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have a single Packer on any of my teams this year. Okay, do we have bear picks for the NFL side? I know I have the college side. Got that. Yeah. Because I messed up and started reading those before. Did want to make an NFL note. Don't know if you guys said this when I lost connection. Got to give props to Kyle Pitts last week. Do you know what Kyle Pitts did? Scored a touchdown. He did. Finally. How does that make you feel? Both of you two. Jake, he's your unicorn. and He is my unicorn. Here's the deal. Kyle Pitts isn't necessarily like a, like, I'm not paying up for this year. But at the same time, it's been very, 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 like, not good. It's been disappointing. Super disappointing. I mean... You're talking, about a guy, you're talking about a guy who I truly believe is, like, one of the best receivers in the NFL. Like, just blanket receivers. Yep, we've, we've had this conversation. We, I, I agree. And then, like, Atlanta's actually, their offense has been functioning pretty well. And so, it, it kind of, 
to me, I guess to start the season, it's kind of taken me back, and it's like, okay, no single player makes an offense, right? Like, any player can really find themselves in this situation. So, I don't know. I just like really good players, but at the same time, I understand if if Atlanta's winning and they're putting up points, they don't need to change anything for any specific player for their you know stats or whatever the case may be. So, I was kind of sucks. I was more disappointed that they won. They're going to end up nine and nine or nine and ten or whatever. Whatever the math is, Tweet will tell you it adds up. <laughs> End up in the middle of the draft again. <clears throat> really, really hoping they just tank and get CJ so I can bring him on over, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Now, you guys are second in the South right now. I know. They well, might it's, funny. it's funny because, like, fantasy people on, like, Twitter, they want Arthur Smith's head. But then you like go to like actual football Twitter, and they're like, "Arthur Smith's doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. He's doing a really yeah. good job. He is. He's doing he a phenomenal job." And they're three and three and in the hunt. But yeah, from a fantasy perspective, he's really turning into Bill Belichick, and I don't like it. <laughs> but I've got I've got the bear picks for the college side. I don't have anything for the NFL side for the bear, but. We'll take the, the college side. I'll recap what I said before since I read the wrong part. So the Bear hit the sauce pretty hard last week, which resulted in a 3-2 and two record. He's 22-13 and 13 on a lifetime, so that means you should probably start taking his advice. First matchup is Tweet versus Corey. Big win for Tweet last week, even when he didn't start one of his studs. Corey's squad went back to being in the predictable and got smoked by one of the worst teams in the league. Who shows us this week? Tweet will start his studs and get another W this week. Nate versus Patrick. Not much to say here as we've covered about all we can in a matchup including Patrick. Give me Nate. Luke versus Hot Dog Water. Holy shit balls. Hot Dog Water found his team last week. His squad put up the most points by any team this year. Luke just kept it steady and got himself another win. In this week, is this the week Luke loses again? Can Team Hot Dog Water throw up a top scoring week for the second week in a row? I don't think so. Give me Luke. Chad versus Belleville. This one is closer than the records show. Jacobs joins the 300 club last week, gets the W. Meanwhile, Chad decides to not show up after the Bear picked him with his upset of the week. Needless to say, the Bear is upset, but not as upset as Chad will be when his team loses to Jacob, who is Swack Belleville. And if finally, I ain't Swack, listen, if I ain't Swack, who is Swack? I'm not even sure I know what that means. <laughs> I put the video in our chat. <laughs> oh, I, I must have missed that one. I'll go back and look. Please do. Great. <laughs> and in, in the Bears' last pick of the week, Grim versus Brett. Brett coming off a nice win last week in our game of the week. Grim completely forgot to start his studs, which cost him. Can someone remind Grim 
that Mertz is not a stud, give me this game as my game of the week. Brett beats Grimm in a close matchup. You traded for him, right? I did. I gave up a 15th round or a 14th? It wasn't that low. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Let's find out. Oh, shit. Go ahead. I think we just swapped rounds. So I moved up and around. But it was an early round. I don't know if it was. Does the... Man, I haven't... It was, because I wouldn't... Like, I wouldn't trade him for a 15th. I wouldn't trade anybody for a 15th. It might have been like a 13th or 12th, Jake. You couldn't get a Jai Hall for a 13th or a 12th. Is there any transactions? Actually, that is one player on my college Farm system trades away an 11th and gets Graham Mertz in a 13th. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Tells you what I thought about, about him. Hey, y'all. So you asked me to pick who's going to win the whole thing. Who's going to win our? Who's going to win both of our leagues? Jake, Nate, going to put you guys on the spot. I'm winning the NFL. I'm also winning the college. <laughs> I, if you can't bet on yourself, then you're just like, like, what are you doing here? No, but college, college, I lean Luke, but college, the variance, the variance week to week is like crazy. So ultimately, once you get into that playoff format, anybody could win it. Like you just need to get to the dance. Like I scored 300 points this week and I don't have any good quarterbacks. Yeah, the college side is all going to depend on who's got the most non-Power 5 guys, because the Power 5 guys are just going to beat each other up and not score a bunch. That's the hard part of the college side. You want to you get those Debbie guys, but they don't do as much as the Mac and SWAC guys. And, like, they can, but at the same time, Bailey Zappi throwing for six touchdowns a game. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how you do that in the Big Ten or the even the Big 12. Like, I... I I don't know. Defenses are good enough that they're going to stop that to some extent. But I think on the on the college side, I, I kind of said it before. I think Luke rolls on that side. NFL side for me is hard to choose because everybody's got some kind of weakness. I mean, I like Jacob. I like your your roster, but. I don't know if you're deep enough with some spots. Obviously, Luke's got... deep. You've got... Who did I just see? No, I get what you're saying. Like, we're going through the bye weeks this week, and... Right. Like, it was a little tough to fill out my roster, like, to be honest, like, this week and last week. Yeah. So... But you're, you're going to get D-Hop back. You're maybe going to get Watson back, but you really don't need him with... Hurts back. <laughs> Nuke Nuke might, back. Yeah, yeah, Nuke's back. Nuke's back. back. 
Right. But you might get Watson back. Yeah, I, by the time he's back, I think I'm past, like, bye week, so it's going to be yeah. Herbs and Lamar if they're not injured, basically. Why not Gino? Why not roll with your boy Gino? Because Hertz and Lamar happen to be even higher than Gino. It's true. It's ballsy. Gino's starting this week. He is. That's because Hertz is on a bye. He could have been starting for Chad. I don't know. You could start. Chad's like, oh, no, I'm too good for Gino. Back to the cellar. So I think I think the NFL side unfortunately comes down between you and Luke. I think Corey's Corey's five and one right now, but I just I don't think his roster is built for a, a championship run right now. So I guess looking at it, I'm gonna have to take take your side. I think I think you take it, Jacob. Thank you. I can't let I can't side with Grimm and let Luke's head get even bigger. And say he's going to win them both. I know how Luke manages in the playoffs, and he always steps on his own toes. He's out in the first round. I first appreciate round your play. intelligence. <laughs> I and I thought about for a minute saying Team Bye Week was gonna was gonna make a run. I think we might make the playoffs. I think we're a first round exit, but who knows? I get a fine. I said San Diego. The Chargers need to figure it out and finally give Spiller a chance, but I don't know if that'll happen. My master plan is for Dennis to lose like two more weeks, and then I'm going to be like, hey, hey, Dennis, um, (laughs) you got some good players, but like I'll give you Quinchon Judkins. Do you want to give me Derrick Henry? Do you want to give me Michael Thomas, like someone, to help my roster? So this, so going into last week, my goal was to go one and one in the next two weeks because I thought the top three teams. I'm sure I'm going to kind of say what Jake said. I know I'm two and four, but my team, top to bottom, starter wise, competes with anybody. It's pretty good. Now. I also have been unfortunate, but that's fantasy football for you. I needed to win one of these games because I played Luke last week. Herbert shit the bed. <laughs> Was it L? And now I got you this week, Jake. But after that, I have four really winnable games against Patrick. Sorry, Nate, but got bye week, week whoa. nine. Whoa, whoa. Cellar dwellers, That's and then tweet. So I have four. <laughs> well, I mean, what else do you say? I mean, tweet's got to like a half. You got to remind, like, what do you do with that team? I, like, I, I'm getting off track, but like, what do you do with it? We make a rule that if you play tweet, you can only play one quarterback <laughs> and two flex guys. Everyone else has got to be empty. You can take the quarterbacks out of it, and I'm still outscoring him by 100. It, like, I don't know. Tweet's going to be the guy that quits this league (laughs) because of that NFL roster. And it's... 
I don't even remember his. Is his taxi squad? No. His taxi squad's empty now. The entire thing's trash. I think I think Jamison Williams is the only one he's got on there. He might have his tight ends on there. I don't think he's pulled them up to active roster yet, but. So you need more than tight ends to freaking fix that thing. He's still got Kenny Phillips. You wouldn't trade him. All right. Well, I think that's the show. We've kind of not had our host, our host, who's usually here to kind of move things along and keep things, I don't know, seamless. But hopefully everybody had fun. It was good. Yeah. It was nice getting we, back on. Been wanting to for a few weeks now. Just haven't been healthy enough to do it. So, yeah. Glad come I was able anytime. to get on. Come on anytime. It's usually fun. Are you uh, saying this we, one wasn't fun? No. <laughs> well, this one was fun. I already said that. So. <laughs> Tweet team is trash. So, signing off. That's it. Later, guys. See ya.